When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Before we get into this conversation on was the Denver Broncos season a success or not, we're going to do this on the DMVR Broncos podcast. We got Super Bowl 50 champ Todd Davis, Henry Mm. Chisholm, Zach Stevens rocking and rolling with you today. We're going to talk about was this a successful season for the Broncos? We're going to break it down here from Sean Payton on his answer. And then we're also going to get in to kind of a season review, taking a step back now that we've got a couple seasons or a couple of weeks away from the season and look at this season. But I want to start with a game first. Mm. Todd, and I'm, I'm going to ask both of you a couple of questions. Todd, would you say Henry is more of a Coloradan mm. or a Montana? Montanian? Montanan? Montanian. Montanian. Montanan? <laughs> yeah. You put a lot more letters in there. Yeah, I did. Would you say he's more <laughs> like of a Coloradan or a Montanan? He's for sure a Montanan. Yes. Through and through. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Pretty 100%. clear, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree, Henry. You mm-hmm. would uh, agree with that? Well, definitely. So you're giving off the perception that you want to. Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't mind being more Coloradan, but. Well, you were, like, you were like, definitely, I'm more Montanan. Oh, definitely. I definitely am. Um, oh, <laughs> snack. The bags are so big, too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The bags are big and they yeah. pack them. That's yeah. like a lunch right there. This is. Um, Henry, would you say that Todd is more of a, a Bronco, hmm. a Viking, or a Saint? And I'm. we know he's a Saint as a person, but like as, oh, as a football player. Dude, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's a Bronco. He's a Bronco? Would yeah. you agree with that? I agree, yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Now, final one here. Todd, would you say that Peyton Manning is more of a Bronco or a Colt? He's a Bronco, baby. They're both horses, <laughs> yeah. but he's definitely a Bronco. Oh, he's he's the grown-up one, exactly, right? He is exactly. definitely a Bronco. And, of course, this is extremely biased coming from you being a teammate with yep. him who won a Super Bowl. Um, and then Henry and I just 
loving Peyton Manning mm -hmm. and following the Broncos for our whole lives. Um, Yahir, do you have that photo uh, of Peyton to pull up? Um, when you pull that up, it's in Slack. Um, there it yesterday, is. it feels like, you know, every month or something, something else just comes out for Peyton to just absolutely be considered a Bronco. Mm -hmm. And we got another one of those yesterday. Omaha Productions. Do you know who owns and operates Omaha Productions? I think that's uh, the Peyton Manning. It is the Peyton Manning. So <laughs> Peyton Manning's own company put out on social media doing the Manning cast with Eli is basically like going to the mat in a WWE Monday Night Raw match. So we can't think of a better season three rap gift for Peyton. And what is that? Uh, that's a uh, Bronco... Championship belt? You you see any Colts on I don't, it or anything? I don't, I don't. No, I don't see any sign of Colts. It's all Broncos. <laughs> so, I mean, this might be the biggest sign that Peyton himself is saying he's a Bronco, not a Colt. Is his own company giving him a championship Broncos? First belt. response on this tweet, by the way, was somebody with a Colts championship belt. Like, <laughs> you should get him. You should get him one of these too. Like, no, he doesn't. So they want exist. One. The they Colts do. ones exist. Yeah, they just. Yeah. He doesn't want one. That's the whole thing, right? He would ask for one. Man, yeah, I think he's a Bronco. I think uh, whenever he comes back to visit a team, it's always the Broncos. Yeah. Um, there was talks about him buying a team, and it was the Broncos. <laughs> uh, everything that you know, he comes back to the sport of football is always in regard mm -hmm. to the Broncos. In a lot of ways, in the Colts situation, I would be kind of hurt. You know, I'm coming back from mm -hmm. a major surgery. I still feel like I got more to more to get to the team. You guys don't feel like I'm enough. Yep. All right, so I got to show you guys what I can do. Yep. And then, you know, once I'm done with you, I'm 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 done with you. Yep. Yeah, I think it's that's not, how it yeah. went. It's not even like a conversation anymore. Like he lives in Denver. He goes to every Bronco game. Yep. He goes to a Nuggets game once a week. He's. I would guess he hasn't been to a Pacer game since he was a Colt. Like maybe since Reggie Miller played. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. Since Reggie Miller played, yeah. I mean, you're gonna have to explain for the kids watching who Reggie Miller is. Wow, he's the uh, younger brother of Cheryl Miller, the All Star. <laughs> that's, who, yeah. that's who that uh, is. Great, great Indiana Pacer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean that it happened again. We've known, but it happened again. Every single training camp, he comes by yep. to the Broncos yep. and watches a practice or two. I mean, I still think his key card works. Do you still have a key card Probably. that works? Uh, no, I can get one, but I don't have my own. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, man, I just love it. Anytime we can uh, we can talk about that, it's yep. great. So um, starting off with that, and now let's go to uh, darker times uh -oh. in uh, the Broncos franchise history. Mm -hmm. Another losing season. What is this, seven in a row and eight straight yep. seasons of missing the playoffs? Shout out to the New York Jets for uh, allowing the Broncos to not have the longest drought. Yep. Of missing the playoffs because Appreciate the Jets, uh, yeah, thanks Aaron for getting hurt and not taking the Jets there. Maybe even Aaron wouldn't have brought he the Jets to the playoffs have. this no. year. So, um, so shout out to the Jets. But was this season a success? And I, I think this is a very layered conversation. But let's first just hear from Sean okay. if this was a success. He was asked this two days after the season ended. Zach Stevens, DNVR, with all the ups and downs of this season, with it being the first season with this team, would you say it was a success? And how do you view this season when you take no, a step back? I don't. I have a hard time saying something like that because, um, yeah, I don't. My appetites, I think, where it should be is a little bit stronger. Um, and uh, and I look. I said this at the start of the season, and it was really a discussion kind of off the record, but it became, I felt like we had a chance, this team had a chance to, 
to get into the postseason. And I feel that, that same way now. So I, I'm disappointed because of that and disappointed that um, I look back on a handful of things I could have done differently and better. And, uh, and now make no mistake about it, we finished where our record was. And we could point to a few games that would have gotten us to nine or 10, but we could have pointed to a few games that got us to six real quickly as well. All right. And so that's generally, um, that's generally the case each year. And uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, no, no uh, pass, fail, success, non-success. It is what it is. You know, it just leaves, uh, you know, a taste in your mouth that that um, you you look forward to the work and and you know again the tough thing about it is you don't get to erase it next Sunday. It, you know here here it is. Um, that's the truth. Boo! Sean's no fun. <laughs> Wouldn't say if it was a, a success or a failure. But after hearing that, to me, he said it was a failure. Yeah, I think he. Uh... He's beating around the bush, but I don't think he's happy with it. Um, I think it's more successful than we have been, mm. but I can't just say it was a success. And as we continue to get better year in and year out, our level of success is going to just keep getting higher. I think if you look at different organizations like the Cowboys or the Chiefs who have been successful in the regular season, a success is winning a Super Bowl. Anything less is not a success. Mm -hmm. So for us right now, I think we're where – we're like a winning season is a success, yeah. but over time it'll grow. So because we didn't hit that mark right now, can't say it's a success. Yeah, yeah, definitely not a success. I mean, they're <laughs> eight and nine. Like that's not a success. Wow. Um, yeah. I. How could it be? You know. Mm. I definitely think it could be because three games from what you were last year. Now there was still some embarrassing stuff on. And off the field, Sean was part of some of that yeah. on and off the field, too. Um, but for the most part, like, it seemed like this was an NFL football team that, especially after the 70-point game, could compete. Uh, and, again, that was a very embarrassing loss, which yeah. definitely plays into the season. Um, but for the most part, like, last year, a lot of people said it was an absolute clown show. Mm -hmm. um, now this is right. a team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, now this is a team eight and nine. You're competing to be 500. And then also it's just building off of what you were able to do. It's three game jump. That is very impressive. I have to imagine that's like one of the, the biggest jumps in the NFL mm. this season. And you're almost at a winning record. And I would actually say that this eight and nine season was a success if it weren't for one thing. So I'm going to be with you guys and say this is not a success. And that one thing isn't the losing record. It's this season was supposed to build momentum going forward. Yep. It was supposed to, and at eight and nine, I absolutely see the momentum that the team has moving forward. But Sean destroyed that momentum. Mm. When you bench Russell Wilson and then essentially you say that we don't have a quarterback for the future. So this season was about building momentum. There's no momentum going into next season for me when I look at this team in terms of like success that it could have. Because the most important position, you just said, we don't know what we're doing moving forward. And right now that option is Jared Stidham. 
And Jared Stidham just went out in two games and averaged 15 points per game. That's not inspiring at all. So yeah. I actually would have made the case that, let's say, <laughs> Russ finishes out the season as the quarterback. He finishes with, what would that probably have been, 30 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. I'd have been here saying, yes, this isn't a resounding success of a season because mm-hmm. you're still 8-9 and losing record. But, yeah, there's momentum going into next season. Now, there's no momentum there. So there's no momentum there. And it's a losing season. Yeah, not a success. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that move, um, although Sean thought it was the best move, it kind of just puts us at ground zero again for next year. Yeah. Because it feels like next year now has to be the year that builds momentum for the year after that. Right. Um, So I agree with you. Uh, This kind of threw a wrench in the success column. And so, yeah, we're not there. Uh, Don't know where Russell will be. Maybe he's back. If he comes back, does that mean that this was a success or – not confused (laughs) it's like it's like your girl breaking up with you and then like you get back together and then you break up with her and then you get back together and you're like what what are we doing Uh here are are we together are we committed to each other exactly or are we both still like off here um and what were you doing while we were on a break (laughs) exactly (laughs) sean was uh, trying other things out (laughs) and i don't know what russ was russ was talking behind his back like it was dirty it's dirty and that's why a lot of people think that there's no chance that Russ comes back is yeah. because it was a breakup when they broke up. They each not only went their separate ways, they made it very public what exactly. they were doing and they aired their dirty laundry. Uh, that's a great question, though. It probably does change my feelings, though, and maybe this is a success mm. because then the 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions that you had would be coming back as the starter next year. Man, it, it would just be like, yeah, it's successful, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, that that's how it would be viewed for me. I still would say not a success. They're 8-9. Like, they met expectations, I think. Like, I think I probably expected about 8-9 and nine from them. But just because you you didn't, like, shit the bed this year doesn't mean that it was a success. Like, mm. the bar is just higher than that. Wait, so if you... How is the bar higher than that if you met expectations? Isn't expectations where the bar is? Those are different is. things. Um, yeah, I, I think they're different. I don't think so. If really? we're expecting this and you meet it, it's the bar, right? Yeah. But, but, <laughs> no, but, but you've, never, you've never expected somebody to be un- unsuccessful? Like you've never like... Yeah, but then when they do that, and they, that means they've met the expectations, right? Yeah. But, but I mean, you can... But meeting expectations and being successful are very different. Like I think. Like, like, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But you said that... <laughs> Wait, what did I say? I don't even know. <laughs> it's like all I know is I'm happy Todd it's, thought the same thing I did. Like I would look around the league and say, um, the Cardinals. The Cardinals were four and four and thirteen. It's about what I expected. I think they met expectations. Mm-hmm. Would not call them successful though. Like it's no, very different. No, you know. No, yes. I feel like that's like. Uh, a kid and the, the parents like, okay, you need to get a C in this class. Yeah. That's my expectation for you. The kid gets a C and the parents like, you failed. And the kid's like, what are you talking about? I <laughs> no. met your expectations. Yeah. No, you met the expectation, but you'd expect the kid to be a little shithead. So- like you you're hoping <laughs> you're hoping you get to bring him home and be like, Oh, let's go get like an ice cream cake from Dairy Queen or something because you got an A. But mm. that's just not how it worked. Like you did what you're expected to do, but that doesn't mean it's a success. Dang. Mm. So then I'm curious what your expectations were uh, for this past year, both of you, and what the expectations are now for next year if this wasn't a success and what will define success next year since maybe those are two different things. But do 
Did the Detroit Lions live up to their success this year? Without a doubt. Can, uh, if they don't cover the seven-point spread over at Bet365 this week, will they have failed in this game? If they don't win, they failed in this game. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. So the outside expectations are different from the internal. For sure. They want to win this game. This is a winnable game. It's not out of reach. They're playing a team that is very up and down and fully dependent on a quarterback who is uh, has his absent flows. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that for them, I feel like they feel like they want to win this game. It's win or everything is not a success. I love it. And if you want to get in on that win over at Bet365, the Lions are plus 265. I wonder if this is the biggest spread in in a champion a conference championship game in the past decade or something like that because seven points that's a ton for i mean they're both 12 and 5 teams too the lions went 12 and 5 the 49ers went 12 and 5 so it's crazy but if you want to get in on this go check out our friends over at bet 365 where you can get on not just this but every single game uh in every single sport plus They've got so many boosts going on, and they're going to have so many boosts for these games. So check them out. Use code DNVR365 over at Bet365, and they're going to give you an option of two sign-up bonuses. One, either place a $5 bet and get $150 in bonus bets, or place a, uh, a bet up to $2,000, and it's a first bet safety net. If your qualifying bet loses, you'll receive a matched refund in bonus bets. So check them out. Whatever sport it is, they've got it. Scan the QR code on our screen or download the Bet365 app and use that code DNVR365. Must be 21 and older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, once help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. So, real quick, the biggest spread in uh, NFL conference history is 14 points. And that's 1999, Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to, uh, to the St. Louis Rams. Wow. And the Rams are favored? Uh, Rams favorite plus 14. What was the score? Uh, I, let me check real quick. Okay. Um, huh. While he's looking that up, let lost. me tell you about our <laughs> friends over at Red Hawk Roofing. The best roofers in Denver where they use quality materials. They have decades of experience and they have a quick response time. Another great thing about them is that they have a free no-obligation roof and property inspection as well as free in-depth photo reports for all inspections. And that's great because they can come out, they can tell you whether your you know roof is good or bad. And if it's good, then they'll you know, send you on your way. And then if it's bad, then you have the right people at your front door to help you out. Also, they're giving away two tickets to the Nuggets versus Sixers game the 27th of this month. And you have to be here on the 25th of this month to be eligible to win those uh, here at the DMVR bar. They will be raising money to match support for the Volo Kids Foundation. It's a good cause, great people. So make sure you're at the DMVR bar January 25th to win. If you're looking for a new roof over your home or business, be sure to check out Red Hawk Roofing at redhawkroofing.com and tell them DMVR sent you. Another award for the Broncos just came in. Marvin Mims was named to the Pro Football Writers uh, of America All-Rookie Team as a kickoff returner. When you're named to the All-AFC team as a returner, I guess no surprise that you're going to make the All-Rookie team. So, uh, Pat and Marvin raking in the rewards, and then also Justin Simmons, uh, what was he, second team All-Pro and Pro Bowl started. So, all three of those guys really raking in those uh, awards. I think we're done with award season. I didn't even know there was this many awards. (laughs) 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 It's crazy. No wonder Pat's uh, already filled up in his house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Let's start here. What are your expectations for the Broncos next year? <clears throat> um, 
if you're going to blow everything up and you're going to have to get a new quarterback um, and you really have the faith in yourself to be able to command the team, command the offense, to be able to put together something that is better than what you had this year, then you have to be able to make the playoffs with that. I think that's a good expectation to have a winning season and make the playoffs because what you're saying is that 8-9 wasn't good enough and you feel like you can go do better than that. So you have to have a winning season and you have to make the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 just, don't, I just can't expect that. Like, I expect, like, eight wins, seven wins, like, kind of right around there. Maybe maybe nine. But, like, again, like, bar for success, like, what do they need to do for it not to feel like a wasted season? Like, yeah, make the playoffs. But what do I expect? Eight wins probably again. Wow. So, Todd, you kind of – I thought you were going to take it one way with how you started, and mm. then you went the total opposite way. I thought you were going to say, like, man, if they're blowing this up, my expectations – uh, are going to be really low. Mm-hmm. But then you kind of went the opposite way. Like, if Sean is doing it his way, mm-hmm. you expect it to be even more because he's saying last year wasn't good enough, so I'm going to change things up. Man, if right now, who knows, mm-hmm. like, what the expectations are because if they bring back, bring back Russ, I expect more than eight wins uh, from this last season. If they draft a rookie, oh, man. I mean, you're right, though. Sean said Russ wasn't good enough, and he thinks he can go and get better if they decide to move on from Russ. I totally see where you're coming from, but my expectations, it's hard to think of a route where my expectations are higher for this team next year Mm -hmm. than where they are right now. In fact, I might be seeing, like, a sizable drop-off. Like, I don't know, don't be the worst team in the NFL sort of thing. Like, wow. Jared Stidham could be their starter, and uh, Sean was really confident in Jared Stidham. Mm-hmm. He went out and averaged 15 points per game. That's not very good. Mm-hmm. Now, he could have a whole offseason to be better, but my expectations, I don't know exactly where they'd be, but they would drop off big time here. Yeah, I mean, he had to be confident in Stidham, though. You know, I think he was just done with option number one. Mm, yeah. So... Option number three, my lord. Like, (laughs) whoever I'm, I gotta hype up whoever's coming up next. Like, I'm just done with what I have here. And so, I think he's saying whatever 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions, whatever he had, and it got us to eight, nine. Um, Really, they had a winning record before Russ went out, didn't they? Because the last two games, they were one and one. 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 Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, very close to a, very close to a, you know, 500 record is Mm -hmm. not good enough. So, like he feels like he can do better with another player so you got to do better sean if you if they are even close to being the worst team in the nfl heads are going to roll mm. definitely without it of course like that's heads just the way around it sean no i or mean just like heads just exactly. heads. yeah like if, you, if you're a head coach and you win eight games your first year you if you're the worst team in the nfl like you win three four games like of course the head coach is getting fired there isn't really oh i disagree i disagree really? i i mean I mean, Eberflus, I guess, stayed. Yep. Um, but at this point, we had a we had a situation that could have worked, you know, for the next year. Yeah. We went eight nine. We could have had momentum going forward. Mm-hmm. You've now convinced us to have an eighty million dollar cap hit, <laughs> move on, get a rookie. All this is supposed to be better than, and if yeah. it gets worse, then I think it's like okay, there's I also, a situation yeah, see, here. But I also be, don't think they're gonna be that bad. Like, they're going to look about the same. I don't think so either. I think it's so easy to see them taking a massive step back. You just said it, Todd, an $80 million cap hit. Last year could have been Sean saying, look, 
we're stuck with Russ. I'll try to make it work with Russ. He did in some ways, but then he ultimately said, this isn't working for me. And this ownership group hired Sean to do his thing. Mm -hmm. Not, they didn't hire Sean and said, you have to figure it out with Russell Wilson. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Clearly, that wasn't part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Or Russ wouldn't have been benched with two weeks left. So now they're letting Sean do it his way. If there is that $80 million cap hit this year, you are going to have to... Uh, take away a lot of pieces that are, were on this team this past year, and then you're not going to have money to then go and build up your team to not only replace the pieces that you had to move on from, mm -hmm. but then make it even better. So I could see this being a situation where Sean and everyone kind of gets together and says, this year's going to suck. Mm -hmm. But then it's going to be from building from the ground up. And this eight and nine, Sean's argument could be like, this is where I see this team being with Russ this coming year, next year, the year after is eight and nine, nine and eight. We're not going to be able to, to really have success. So let's tear it down for one year and then be able to build it up. So we have one really bad year, five wins, four wins. Maybe it's up to six, seven wins, but we tear it down a little bit. And then we have the opportunity to be a 12 and five after that, instead of being capped out at Russ's eight and nine. The only I mean, that would work. I just don't know if that's the conversation moving forward because everybody from uh, from Greg Penner to um, the GM to Sean, everybody's saying we want to win now. Mm -hmm. So if they've had that conversation that's behind true. closed doors. Mm -hmm. They've been pushing a very different message, you know, to the media. Yeah. And the other thing with Russ's contract, like you pay him the same amount of money this year, whether he whether he plays or not. So like getting rid of Russ doesn't mean that you're getting rid of other players any more than it would if you kept him. Wait, say that again. Like you wouldn't get rid of more players because you got rid of Russ. Like you're you, you're paying the same amount to him either way, you know. So like they aren't gonna. They That's not true to, though. If you decide to take the eighty million dollar cap hit all in this year, there's uh, there's you, no if, way. I think there's a you. there's a strong argument. I don't think they will, but there's yeah. a strong argument to be made that just. Put it all on this year. Mm -hmm. Take the bill, have one awful season in terms of cap hits and stuff so that you can have a clean slate moving forward. And if you are, and Todd, I do agree with you mm -hmm. that the message from Greg Penner, the message from George Payton, the message from Sean Payton, none of them are saying like, maybe we need to take a step back mm -hmm. or like that none of them even floated the idea out there of like maybe a one-year rebuild. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to make this argument because they're not given any wiggle room to yeah. that. Greg Penner gave no wiggle room to that. So I do agree with what you're saying. I'm mm -hmm. just showing the other side. And if you are going to take that step back, they have that conversation over these next few weeks of, okay, let's take a step back in order to be better moving forward. Mm -hmm. I do think it makes sense to take that big cap, cap hit this year to maybe not draft a quarterback this year if you don't think that guy's there for you or you can't get that guy and be bad mm. and suck for who Shadur, I guess. That's what you would say. It's not a great quarterback class. But, like, if you were to take that cap hit, what that would look like is you either cut or trade Garrett Bowles, Justin Simmons, Tim Patrick, DJ Jones, Jerry Judy, Ben Powers, Samaj P. Ryan, Cortland Sutton, restructure Zach Allen, restructure Mike McGlinchey, push that money to the future. Then you've got $30 million in cap space and you have 35 players on the roster. So you're, you're basically signing like undrafted free agents, minimum contracts just to ro load that roster up. Retire linebackers. Retired <laughs> linebackers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, like there's, there's like no way they do that. Like it's just, 
It would be unprecedented. So you say all that has to happen. All of that has to happen, wow. and then you've got to find, like, and then you have to factor in like dead cap from like cutting guys during training camp and like paying your practice squad, and guys are gonna go on IR, and you still gotta pay them, and that counts for salary cap. So like you, at that point, you have thirty million dollars and thirty-five players on the roster. So you gotta sign eighteen more plus sixteen to the practice squad. Plus you gotta fill out your roster with undrafted guys who you then cut. And they all have like their twenty thousand dollar cap hits, dead cap hits when you cut them. And so I mean there's you it's technically possible. You yep. can say it is technically possible. And they wouldn't have to tell us that they're rebuilding if they do that. Yeah. It'd be very damn very clear obvious, yeah. what they're doing there. Um and man, I just Sean, now the pressure is more on him. I don't mm. think he's on the hot seat this year. Um, I think he truly gets three full seasons regardless of what happens this season. The only way I see Sean not on this team in 2025 is if he steps away. Mm. Um, I see ownership giving him um, two more years, and I think a big reason for that is it's clear that they're giving him this opportunity to move on from Russ, and that's going to be a, a really tough hit, as Henry pointed out, especially yeah. if they do it just in one season this coming year. Um, and, uh, man, now the pressure's on Sean, though, because last year it was all about, okay, pressure's on Russ. Can, can Sean fix Russ? If not, okay, well, that's Russ's fault. Mm -hmm. If so, well, great job, Sean. Now, if he'd made the decision that he can't really fix Russ or work with Russ. So pressure was on Russ this past season. And, and now the blame is on Russ this past season. Now it's a lot more on Sean, but there's still other pieces that mm. where other heads can roll besides it just being Sean this coming year. There, there's a lot of them, potentially a quarterback if they go a free agent route or they mm -hmm. go with Stidham. Then you have George Payton, who's mm -hmm. still with the organization right now. Mm -hmm. That could be one where you say, okay, well, it didn't work out this season. Mm -hmm. uh, instead of Sean, well, George, it was your fault. Now you're, we're going to move in a different direction from you. There, Vance is another one where um, it could be pointed at him. So I still think Sean has mm -hmm. another year until it's really on him, but there is more pressure this year. Yeah, I agree. And I, I feel like I'm so conflicted with George Payton, man. I feel like he's drafted really well yes. he's got some great free agents besides randy Gregory and um russell wilson's contract like he's done a phenomenal job but yep. those are just two humongous deals that like kind of like tip the scales and hack it ah there we go <laughs> there it is i know something god right. the biggest trade he made was a massive failure with russ for sure um the biggest free agent signing he made was a massive failure with randy gregory the biggest coaching hire uh he made the biggest he, yes he's failed at all the biggest stuff <laughs> yeah. but the little ones you know what i'm saying the yeah. little mclaughlin's yeah, the marvin yeah, yeah. names the alex singletons oh, yeah. and and so to be fair to to your point what you're saying though is He's no longer making those big decisions. Exactly. Now Sean's making those decisions. And what was George Payton um, great at in Minnesota? And why was he viewed as one of the top assistants in the league? Is because he was that assistant. Mm -hmm. And he was viewed as a talent evaluator, not necessarily the guy who was making the big decisions. Now he's right back in that chair yeah. as like essentially the assistant general manager and if he was viewed as a top assistant general manager for his ability to scout talent and see talent and free agency in the draft and he's back in that role now yep that's great, I think it's, it's great. especially when it's not like the ownership's having to pinch pennies and really mm -hmm. worry about paying him general manager price when he's really doing assistant general manager work no the ownership doesn't care about the money that they're paying to him so no. i 
I, I'm not bothered that they're keeping him because he's in a mm-hmm. way different role now yep. than he was when he, he failed as a general manager for this team. Now he's in a different yeah. role. The other yeah. side of it, though, is like if they do move on from him, it's probably after the draft. Like that's when the GM cycle is, is like coaches usually get fired at the end of the season. GMs, you kind of get fired after the draft. So you don't have to go through like crazy changes at this point in the year. So he isn't necessarily safe yet. Um, But yeah, like I, I'm, he's fine. Like I don't have like, if they get rid of him, I'll be like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. If they don't get rid of him, I'll be like, yeah, also kind of makes sense. Like I don't have like a big strong stance there. He hasn't, he hasn't forced me to say either one. Fair. Um, something that's never going to fail you. Our friends over at Illegal Pete's. The queso is to die for. It is undefeated. I go with the uh, reverse nachos um, mm. where you get the chips uh, on the side and then everything is just in one bowl. And it's just like the ultimate chips and queso because mm. you get a bowl of queso with then anything that you would have in a burrito on top of it. It is so good and they just opened another location so illegal pizza is really anywhere i mean i know they're in boulder they're in fort collins there are obviously many locations in denver wheat ridge around the denver metro area uh including that new one in wheat ridge and their margaritas are also killer as well so you got to check them out they got the best patios if it's not freezing it's a good time to go to their patios but it's also a great spot to watch a game if you want to go this sunday and check them out they've also got an awesome happy hour i can't say enough good things about illegal pizza go check them out for the incredible marks, the incredible happy hour, and the awesome queso. Awesome. Yeah, also, so my girlfriend's leaving for like a week. She like leaves tonight, doesn't get back till Sunday. And you're sad about that, right? Absolutely. Good. But it also means I'm going to be sitting on my couch watching the Avs and Nuggets and drinking some Breckenridge beers, uh, which mm. is going to be a pretty good time. Mm. Uh, we love Breckenridge Brewery. It might even come down to the bar. I know there's, <laughs> a, there's like the Todd Helton Hall of ah. Fame announcement watch party today at the bar at 3. Which, I mean, if you're looking for an excuse to drink beers at 3 p.m., that's awesome. Also, I've been like really excited about baseball recently, hmm. or at least like Who trying my you? best. I think it's, I think it's because like th- all that snow came, and then it melted, and so it feels like winter's over, and now it's spring. <laughs> and I know that that's like there's gonna be more snow, and it's gonna suck. But I don't know. I've just been trying really hard to get excited about the Rockies, and obviously, you just you can't do it. Like they're the worst team in the baseball. Like I just want to find something on the internet that says like, yeah, maybe they'll be decent. But you can't even find like one person who thinks like maybe 500 could be in the cards. Like Dang. they're that bad. But that's beside the point. That's for those are the spring Breckenridge beers. But if you miss baseball, want to come down at three, come do that. But also uh, all weekend, we got the football games, a whole bunch of basketball games, all that sort of stuff. And Breckenridge Brewery will be uh, the, the the best beer you can find for all that. Boom. Love it. Um, okay. You hear really, really, really wants to be involved on this show today. He is come sending on, me. Man. Things left and right from pertinent things to random as hell things. <laughs> oh, so boy. let's let's do a little uh, what story time with you here, news corner with you here, uh, uh, laughing with Yaya. What are we doing here, you here? I'm just trying to get you as much information as you, as you need. <laughs> I love you it. You can't look at your Twitter, but I can. And I, I, no, I, I love to get you as much. As I, I love can. it, you here. So let's quickly hit everything that you hear. Uh, has sent to me in the past 10 minutes. Um, uh, This is the first time. This might be the most random one. This might be the first, or this is the first time since 2011 that an AFC championship game is not in New England, Mm. Kansas City, or Denver. Wow. Is that kind of crazy? I mean, that's a great stat here. Pittsburgh. Phenomenal. 
Uh, according to NBC Sports and you hear Wait, since, since 2011. 2011. So probably okay. 2010 so, yeah, was Pittsburgh probably. or something okay. like that. I could get behind that. That's actually wild and also, also awesome that the Broncos are in there. Man, it's been so bad. It's been like eight years of just such a dry spell. But you do remember that in the dec- in the past like 15 years, it was great for the first five of those. <laughs> yeah, yes. It sure was. Um, also crazy at Mahomes. Six years as a starter, six years in the AFC Championship. It's just a nightmare. Like, it's pretty crazy it that he's done nightmare. that. It is a nightmare. It's crazy. Like, it's, it, you, the Broncos have basically turned into like... I don't know. So, like, the Patriots were really good. So, like, the Dolphins were just irrelevant for, like, two decades. Mm-hmm. The Jets, like, had their little flash, but were mostly irrelevant. Like, the Bills, same thing. Like, as much as the Broncos have really, like, not done themselves any favors, it's almost impossible to be, like, a good, consistent playoff team when you're in the same division as that. It's crazy. Yeah. Also, this is not random because it goes back to expectations. Broncos' expectations are championship. Always. Even if it's AFC championship, it's always that. Always. Yeah. Man, for three decades, it was that. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think it is. I think we've there was dry spells in between John and Peyton. Yeah. Dry spells, but is, there were peaks too. Dry spells is in uh, never back-to-back losing seasons, though. But like also, the like, dry spells were like a seven and nine yeah. year. What got Mike Shanahan fired was three straight eight and eight seasons. That was like really as low consistently as low as the team ever was mm. mm-hmm. three now. eight and eight seasons now eight <clears throat> yeah. and eight we might be saying success if it was a <laughs> nine and eight team this year you like, also had like the four wins when you got vaughn how many years was that in a row though just one it was just of one. course yeah but yeah. i mean it was like seven and nine eight and eight eight and eight four and twelve eight and eight like they were they were squeaking by right there, but they did squeak by. Yeah, they, they did squeak by. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a bigger conversation, too, of what art is a championship or bust for the Broncos. It, the sad thing is it, uh, the answer was 100% yes. Mm-hmm. I still understand when people say yes. I think those people are, like, delusional. Yeah, mm. but what, the thing is, like, Todd? maybe. I feel like that's, <laughs> that's my expectation. Like, when I got here, we were winning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I left, we were losing, but I still expect them to win. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So maybe it's maybe it's just me. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. that, you know. They no, it's definitely it not just you. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> my thing, though, is, like, what does championship or bust even mean? Like, what was you win a championship. Like, bust? <laughs> but, but then, like, bust. bust. So, like, bust. Failure. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it should always be that way for any team. If you don't win, like, you shouldn't, like, you know? It's no. like, what does bust mean? Like, you tear things down then? like. See, I don't think that that was the case for the Broncos this year at all. Uh-huh. Like, entering the season. But like, it wasn't uh, championship or bust. For, but, and, and to your point, though, there's yeah. probably only... Four or five teams. Exactly. Like that. that it's truly, like, this is going to be a failure. Like, you mentioned the stat about Mahomes. Chiefs. They should, yeah. of course, have championship or bust. Like, yeah. if they don't win the Super Bowl each year should probably consider it a failure so then but like i don't know so like texans fans should be like happy absolutely are you okay. kidding me but i mean absolutely. like they still lost what? in the playoffs they no still, yeah, they no. still lost like they, they haven't been good for a long time okay they got all the way to the playoffs and play the best defense in the nfl and lost to lamar jackson who's gonna win mvp like yeah. with a rookie quarterback a rookie yeah. head coach they had a phenomenal or like the season. packers like you don't think packers fans all offseason or packers management gonna be like oh my god we could have won that game like we, no, we, we, we could have done it. Like, we could have gone for it. Like, what, I that's why bust. I just don't know what bust means. Like, what, you're what tearing they, things down. Jamarcus, or like, think Jamarcus Russell. 
I know he is a bust. That's, He's a bust. So like, you feel like Jamarcus Russell if you don't win a champ. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. Championship or bust to me is just one of those like meaningless phrases. Wait, so because you threw the Texans out to to tie this mm-hmm. back to the Broncos, let's say the Broncos do draft a quarterback at number twelve, and they uh, win their division. They host a playoff game next mm-hmm. year, and they get bounced in the second round by let's say MVP front runner Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Is that a successful season? Yeah, it's a successful season. But, I mean, I think that next day in Denver is going to be a nightmare. Like, everybody's going to be... Yeah, nobody's going to, like, wake up after losing a playoff game and be like, hey, you know what? We had it pretty good this year. I think people wake up and be like, man, next year we're going to... Next year's our year. Yeah. We're going to the Super Bowl next year. There's some of that. I agree. But, I mean, it's... I still think that, like, the pain of, like... It's, like, in the chat. Like, I I know... uh, uh, Let's see. It's... Caitlin is the... uh, Packers fan. Packers fan, yes. And she she was like, oh, this is terrible. Like, I'm upset. And somebody in there was just like, why? Like, you did fine. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean why? Like, it's it's horrible to lose a playoff game. Like, there's no worse feeling. I don't think it matters what you're like. Nobody's in the headspace of like, well, in the grand scheme of things, I didn't expect them to be this good. So, like, uh, it, it's going to really, really suck when the run comes to the end, regardless of when it comes to an end. So... Well, I can speak for players, and I feel like the the sucky part is probably that day, that day that you lose. Huh. But after that, you're like, "Ooh, we about to take off next year." Like when we right. lost <sighs> like to the, the Colts, Colts, yeah. Like yeah, we were mad. We we're like, "There's nobody gonna like the the talk in the locker room was like, there's nobody that's gonna stop us next year. I don't care mm. what's gonna happen." Like, but wouldn't mm. that have been a championship or bust team with Peyton Manning and all that? For sure. Like th- like you know, yeah. and you for still sure. just yeah. like you still just kind of it's the same thing. For sure, but I'm just saying the mentality is. That's this next year is our year. I think when you have a good yeah. season, even though it's not what you want it to be, I think that's the mentality, especially for a team like the Packers, who definitely weren't supposed to be there yeah. before the season started, or the or the Texans, who weren't supposed to be there before the season started. I think the only one that, even the Lions, I feel like the Lions thought they were going to be good. I don't think they thought they were going to go to the NFC Championship. I mean, Lions fans like they. They didn't didn't expect anything over there. Yeah, yeah. no, they exactly. I mean, and maybe that's one where like they could lose this week and like be like, hey, at least we had this run. But I think it takes like decades of suck to not feel like that's just another blown opportunity. Like you're two wins away from a ring, even if like if they lose this, like I don't like championship or bust. Haven't been down enough. For a playoff no. win and hosting a playoff game next year to be a success, to feel not like compared great? to the Lions, like no, I think well, th- I not think compared to the Lions. There's only one team that has like a really successful season. Like everybody else ends on a low note. Yeah, everybody else ends on a low note. I was thinking about like teams that are like six and eleven, but they win their last game. So technically, but no, they end on a low note. They miss the playoffs. <laughs> like it's it's cha- that's why championship or bust to me just doesn't really mean anything. Like it's just kind of like an empty phrase. Dang, I, there's a comment right here from Alex that says, has Hank ever met expectations? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> I certainly have. So ask my girl, huh? Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you. That's why it's uh, so low, right? So low expectations, you can reach them every time. Oh. That's not why I reach them every time. Oh, my goodness. That is not why. <laughs> Holy cow. Okay, let's get to another one of, uh, yeah, here's random things that he sent me. He sent me Sean Payton's first round draft picks when he was with the saints mm. i don't know why but, but we weren't having that conversation <laughs> at all but i like it and he added this note sean has drafted seven on offense and 10 on defense in the first round in his tenure with the saints okay i like that i like that um we'll actually reference this 
tomorrow when we get into some mock draft mm. talk because it's all quarterback talk. Like, and that's probably 90% yep. of the talk that it's you're going to hear surrounding the Broncos. Not with mock drafts, though. And maybe you hear's on to yeah. something with not Sean Payton either. So I like that you hear. Uh, and then the last little news corner with you here. Interesting things going on with the Chargers mm. right now. Just less than an hour ago, a report from Mike Garofolo said the Chargers and Jim Harbaugh are, quote, in striking distance of getting a deal done. But another report from Pro Football Talk says Pete Carroll is, quote, making a push for the Chargers' vacancy at head coach. And wow. Vrabel, too. And Vra- Vrabel's making a push? Yeah, I think it might have been that same tweet. Oh. I mean, it is what it is. Like, it's... Uh, it felt like it's... Uh, to me, it's Harbaugh until it's not. Like, ever since the whole, like, it all kind of started, it felt like Harbaugh. I hate, I hate bringing these up, but, like, the, the odds say, like, it's minus 300, it's Harbaugh. That's just because... Those odds aren't based on what's going to happen. They're based on what people bet on. Mm-hmm. So you can't really listen to them. But like, I think those what are that probably means, spot on though. That's I mean, people do, which is yeah, why that's exactly. why they are yeah, exactly yeah. where they are because yeah. they bet to that line. But it reminds me, I'm not sure if I've said this on the podcast, but there was the, the our NBA guys did like the draft show, um, the Nuggets guys, and <laughs> it was like they have whatever pick like 17 or something, and so there's odds on every pick, and they just kind of update, and they're like, oh well, this guy's like plus 200 it seems like he's the favorite like what would that mean like is it gonna happen and so like the people watching you start betting on him and so he went down to like plus 150 and plus 100 and minus 200 and then they're like he's moving down like he's going to minus 200 it's gonna happen it's like it's a heavy favorite and it, it, i think it wound up being down to like minus 700 minus 800 and they wound up drafting somebody else but just because like they had just built their own hype that just cycled and so that's when you see those odds they don't mean anything but it does mean that i'm not alone in thinking that like uh-huh. It's Harbaugh till it's not, and he's probably worst case scenario for the Broncos because he's a decent coach. That's the best. That's one of the best jobs. I mean, you're in yeah. LA. You're gonna have the ability yep. to call all the shots. Yeah. Um, they're getting a brand new facility. Yep. It's gonna be beautiful. Like no pressure from fans. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fans may be there. They may not be <laughs> exactly, there. Exactly. <laughs> yep. You have a quarterback. You have a quarterback. Typically, when a job opens up. A big reason why is because you don't have a quarterback. For sure. Now, is Justin Herbert a franchise quarterback? Yes. Is he an all-pro quarterback? No. Is he a playoff quarterback? Barely. So, like, he's not... You're not inheriting Patrick Mahomes, obviously, but you are inheriting a much better quarterback than most job openings have. Yeah, and I think if uh, Harbaugh does get the job, he's going to treat him like a J.J. McCarthy or Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick beat you a little bit more with his legs, but... It was run downhill, smash my football, play action pass. You're gonna hit this guy. He's gonna be wide open. Yeah. So just yeah. don't miss him. Yeah. yeah. Like it's gonna be a great spot for him to be in as a quarterback. And then one more thing that we haven't mentioned about this this job being good is, by the way, you're gonna get like 15 to 20 million dollars a year yeah. to do it too. Yeah. So like, no yeah. wonder Pete's like, wait, can I throw my hat in the ring? <laughs> exactly. And and Vrabel's like, wait, I want this too. Yeah. And of course Harbaugh, he's been connected with that job for a long time so thank you you here for taking us to uh yaya's corner i love that maybe a new little yeah. thing of the show especially when we like maybe don't have the last 10 minutes of content figured out you know <laughs> are you lines saying up we well. don't have the last 10 minutes of content figured i think out? today we did great i think there was the running back show where you know maybe maybe we could maybe yaya's corner would have saved us we we're dancing on our feet a little bit we uh, yeah yeah maybe just, well, how else do you dance 
Is that not an expression? I Maybe mean, I've never heard of dancing on your feet. Dancing on your feet. Making some things up, confusing some. Maybe uh, that's what I haven't heard of that one. I don't sayings. know if I've heard that. <laughs> I don't think I've heard of that one. Can yet. you dance on your head? Isn't that a saying? You I can't. can't. Yeah, you can. I mean, like break dance. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I can't. I can't either. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's jump in to our final segment here. And uh, before we get into any comments uh, and super chat specifically, one big one just came in. I want to give a shout out to all of the OGs that have been mm -hmm. rolling with us for so many years. And I want to hear from you guys on the comments. Like I said yesterday, we are going to get back into the comment section. Now it's the off season. Now we've got a little more time, especially so we don't dance on our feet or dance on our head at the end of shows. I we want to hear from one. you. We dropped the mailbag yesterday yep. on YouTube. It's also over at thednvr.com for mailbag questions like, you know, football ones. Drop those on the mailbag that's on the dnvr.com. If you just want to build the community and, and uh, be rolling with us on a daily basis, drop your comments over at the dnvr.com on the most recent podcast that we post. And we're going to get to those hopefully every single day. But I want to give a shout out to the count, Iceman, the OG MVP, True Chant fan, Burrito Brad or Nacho Brad, whichever one you're going to go by. And uh, one that, that Henry really wanted to give a shout out to, an OG listener. Uh, yes. Kale. Kale. And you might be like, Kale, the producer? Yeah. Yes, Kale, the producer, yeah. was an OG commenter with us. He was way back in the day. Yes. Young college Kale. <laughs> yeah, college Kale. So shout out to everyone. Hit us uh, with a comment over on the website so we can hear from you guys. And also hit us with a thumbs up uh, over uh, on YouTube if you're listening right now. It really helps us, and we appreciate it a lot. We also appreciate the super chats and the commenters that roll with us. So let's hit a big super chat that rolled in from Dan Maring. Says, mm -hmm. uh, did I get that name wrong? No. Oh, no, oh okay, okay. Uh, you just questioned it. Danny says, hey, from Montana. Oh, Montana chiming yeah. in. Says, man, I missed off-season pods. Love what you guys do. And thank you. Thank you so much yes, for sir. the massive mm -hmm. uh, super chat, Danny. We really appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, off-season pods are here. And I feel like we're getting underway, Todd. We're introducing you to what the off-season's like. We're rocking and rolling. I'm yep. loving it. Yeah. You know? Eventually, we'll get down to, like, 30% football, 70% yep. garbage. So we're, we, we're doing pretty good. We're at like 80, yeah, 85% yeah. football. Today's been a little fun. Yeah, a little, a little dancing on the, the head, but yeah, other than exactly. that, solid, yep. <laughs> um, have we asked you lakes, rivers, or oceans, Todd? I think like the first um, day. Maybe. I thought so too, but yeah. someone in the comments yesterday said, Todd hasn't answered. Lakes, rivers, or oceans. Have we asked you that? I remember his answer. No. Oh. I don't know. Oh. Oh. I think he did. So what's the best body of water? Lakes, rivers, or oceans? Oh, and we actually have our guy Cody dropping a super chat wow. with that oh. right now. So perfect, Cody. Perfect. Um... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. 
No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. There is a right answer. That's the ocean. Ah, that's, that's what you said the first answer. time. Let's yeah. go. Uh, oh, yes. Rivers. Rivers. I love the rivers. They like, they, you travel, like, you can get on a raft, you can get on an inner tube, you can just go. When like, was the last I, time you did that, though? I didn't last summer. It used to be in Montana, like, it's all you do. Like, oh, you just go up to the okay. river, you just, like, float down. Like, yeah, the, you don't have any oceans there, so that's why you can't appreciate But sure. what do you do ocean. in the, like, when I think of the ocean, I just think of, like, a guy who, like, takes like 10 steps in and just kind of like squats a little bit and then the water kind of like goes up <laughs> and he jet, just kind of like stands you jet there. ski you surf you okay. parasail you which of those do you do you want which of those do you, you do i've done them all oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow you can actually there's a river in missoula people surf on really river surfing yep wow yeah i know that was a thing anywhere you else can it boogie isn't. board on the edge of the ocean yep. but then you gotta just run right back out there river will take you the whole way you sit there for a few hours, bring a couple of Breckenridge beers. It's a good time. But you then you sit had... in the ocean too. You don't know where you're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and another super chat coming in from Kurt says Todd mentioned uh, hiring retired linebackers. You're hired. <laughs> Thanks for the pod from a Denver-born Idahoan. Wow. Did I get wow. that? Yeah. Idahoan. Yeah. Apparently he hasn't seen your uh, Pro Football Focus coverage grade, but oh, what about it? Oh. What were, about it? Were you it was on Twitter? awesome. Huh? Were you on Twitter last Friday? <laughs> uh-uh. Did you see? Oh, so you didn't see it. <laughs> oh, Someone, what linebacker is up for? Uh, oh, it's Tennessee. It's yeah. the Titans. It's, he won your uh, deal. Aziz Alshire. Yes. He is up for, he's a free agent this year. And one of the things that pro football focus is Hold doing. I got to bring up some receipts so I can. Yeah. I love it. I love it. One of the things that pro football focus is doing is they're taking any free agent and comparing them uh-huh. to a, a former player at their position that was a free agent to compare like contracts uh-huh. and they compared his him yep to you oh really and they yeah. said you know you got your contract here's your coverage grade here's your run grade here's your overall <laughs> pff grade and they kind of didn't they match up with his as well like that's why they yeah. just talked i gotta show so I gotta, not as much as you'd expect i gotta see if i find some receipts about my coverage cause. and uh, <laughs> someone on twitter screenshotted it sorry uh-huh. i'm forgetting your name um, screenshotted it and tagged the three of us mm. and said like awesome Todd's like getting the comparison on PFF and Henry just how rude he is yeah he said wow nice coverage grade Todd I gotta I gotta find uh, the receipt but for two years in a row per being thrown out I was the best cover linebacker in the NFL I'm gonna find really it. yes wait, because you wait, have who did this I forget. I forget. I gotta. I gotta find someone my named you the best coverage linebacker. Yeah, based on um, plays and uh, targets. Ooh. So I gotta find it just because I know PFF. Oh. They like to have crazy <laughs> stats, but I'll find it and make sure I will show you. Oh, it was our guy uh, Devin. Yes. Yeah. Devin. I just and sent you a link. Henry just takes the low road and says that coverage grade is rough. And I take the high road and say, damn, Todd, impressive run defense grade. Thank you, man. I yeah. appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Real quick, this is from PFF Denver. Talking about uh, as of today, the Denver Broncos post some of the best linebackers in the NFL. Todd Davis has a grade of 71.6, 20th best linebacker grade. They that that for in November 22nd, November what was 22nd that for? of 2019. PFF. Yeah, they're giving you credit that you're one of the best linebackers, top 20 linebacker. 20th best. Would you take that, Todd? 
Are they right on that? Is that a compliment? Is that an insult? I mean, there's 32 starters. <laughs> I mean, it's what it is. It is what it is. It's okay. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, no, it's 64. Because there's oh, kind of two yeah, inside yeah, linebackers. Two, yeah. So, yeah, top third. Do you take that? Do you agree with that? Yeah. We better, better, better than Hank ever was. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gave me a chance. <laughs> I can say I've met expectations. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I'm going to see. I bet I can find that on PSA. Hank's thing is just don't even try, and then you can't even have expectations. I think so. <laughs> that wasn't, I got forced into that. Nobody <laughs> gave me the opportunity. Hey, I got to find it. I'm going to find it. Yeah, I can find it, too. When you guys are looking for that, should we dive in to to our bet three six five top five games of the season yep. to kind of round out the conversation that we started at the beginning of the season or at the beginning oh, of the show. Sorry, you found it. Sorry. Okay, so this is Pro Football Focus, mm -hmm. and I had a seventy nine point nine round up. That's an eighty. I, I gave up 0.59 yards per coverage snap, which yep. was the second best among linebackers, Ooh. and that was PFF. So I don't know what grade you saw, <laughs> but according to PFF, I was the second best coverage linebacker in the NFL. Yep. I don't want people to sleep on me because people <laughs> love to sleep. I'm going to wake y'all up. You know what I'm saying? You don't want people sleeping <laughs> on me? you? Uh -uh. I'm waking Hank up. All, wake me up. I feel like that's my duty all off season. I yes. got to wake Hank up. You know? Only two missed Hank tackles in 2016 up. also. 2%. Hank's shocked at these. No, I'm not shocked. I'm just saying, like, those are those are good numbers. Though. Good thing I'm in between you guys. This could be messy Let's if see. you didn't have my muscle in between here. 433 <laughs> cover snaps, 43 receptions. I bet that was the best one. I'll, I wonder where the, there's. He's I can find really like the league ranks. Numbers. That's fine. He's gonna crunch the numbers. Crunch well, I'm team Todd. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna find no, the good stuff. Like you know, I, I want like you to crunch. Jab. I want you to crunch. So you know what I'm saying? I'm not giving it to you. You're crunching them yourself. They mm. were pointing out the 2020 numbers. Just to, oh. which one? 2020. Actually, no, they weren't. I, that would have been 26. What year was that? 2020, you were in Minnesota, right? Let's see. So they had the COVID year. No, that so they have 52.5 cover grade in the box. That was never one of these. Yeah, they're lying. Yeah, <laughs> and you let and you went with it. Mm. I so saw I an opportunity. I need an apology tweet. <laughs> an apology tweet. <laughs> for the okay, lies. formal apology tweet. Okay, I, I'll find a good. I'll find the, I'll find the stats. <laughs> 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 Hank's gonna have to crunch the numbers now. Oh, you gave man. him some homework, Todd. Let's go. I love it. I love it. This has been a blast. Should we get the top five games okay. of the season for the Broncos? Bet three six five top five. There's a clear number one. Yep. Clear number so. one. When you snap a sixteen game losing streak, especially to the Chiefs, any uh, disagreements there? No. That's I number agree. one. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. That's gotta be it. And not only did they win the game, what I forgot when I was looking at these yesterday, they destroyed them. Yeah, they did. 24 to 9, like 15 point win is huge, but then holding the Chiefs to nine points, you gotta be kidding me. I'd say the second best game for the Broncos this year was the very next game they played. Yep. The win in Buffalo? Yep. We talk about Bills are getting crushed for wide right. Mm -hmm. The Broncos had their own wide right in Buffalo. Bills just had 12 men on the field. Exactly. So that oh, helped him out. Oh, forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. That was a blessing, for it, sure. It was. It definitely was. Um, so I'm going Bills number two for our top five. Third, I think it's open. Mm -hmm. There's only eight wins. Would you make the case that any of the losses the Broncos had would be in this top five? No. Yeah. Not any. I, yeah. I, I don't think you can. I could have, but like not with the losses they had. Wait. If there was a good loss, then maybe, but there just wasn't one. Where are you going with three, then? I so would either say the comeback win versus the Bears just because yep. of 
how we won. Yep. Kay. Or the domination win, 24 to 7 against the Chargers. We completely dominated the entire game. Yeah. I'd probably go Chargers first. But the, those were the two that I was looking at. I would throw one more in the conversation. Okay. But we, we can go the Chargers one since both of you guys agree on that. The, the one that I'll make the argument for to be fourth then, the 29 to 12 win against uh, the Browns. Now, yep. Browns yeah. were on their backup quarterbacks. They hadn't figured out Joe Flacco yet. They didn't have Deshaun anymore. So maybe it was a legit. But the fact the Broncos put up 29 points against that defense. Yep. And remember, that defense at the time was like unquestioned number one defense in the NFL. That was also five in a row. That's the big thing for me. Right. Okay. The vibes might have been best there. So we're going you have the Texans lost sandwich between that and then the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So we're going number three, the twenty four to seven win against the Chargers. I'm good with that or Browns, yeah. Yeah. Either one. Yeah. Well Go Browns. Okay. Oh yeah. Browns. Wow. Cool. Wow. Awesome. I wasn't trying to just dominate. No, you got it. Okay. Win against the Browns, then we're going Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then you guys also mentioned the Bears win, which yep. was a big one. Yep. Um, there's one more game though in that five game win streak, which I want to throw out there. The twenty one to twenty win against the Vikings. That was Sunday night football. That was beating the hottest team in the NFL at the time. The Vikings were the hottest team. Yeah. Uh, it was just they, I don't know if they were never, ever really a threat. And then they just fell off so hard after that. Yeah. We just knew that the Josh Dobbs era was running out. And yeah. they just started running out, like, with us. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that uh, the Bears game was big because had we lost that game, it was over. There's no five-game winning streak if we yeah. lose that game. Like, the season's over. The morale's done. And we probably would have the number two pick in the draft. Jared Stidham might be starting that next yep. game. Yeah. Like, so you're right. In terms of just how monumental it was, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Man, what if they don't come back? Because mm. that was not a gimme. That was the opposite of the 24-7 win that the Broncos had against the Chargers. Yep. The Broncos really had no business winning that game with how bad the first half was. What What was it, 20 uh, was it 28 to 7 at halftime? Yeah, it was 21 bad. to something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was really bad. So, man, is that the most influential game of this season? Win or lose? Um probably the Dolphins game, I would say. That one kind of was pretty influential. Yeah. That kind of set the whole entire vibe of the year. I think one more you could throw the Patriots in there. Because yeah. if they don't lose to the Patriots, Russ probably doesn't get benched. And then does he get benched at the end of the season? And what's the conversation now? We're probably thinking, like, as of right now, like, yeah, Russ is back next year for sure. So mm-hmm. one of those three, probably the top. Yeah, for sure. But here's our top five. Uh, so the three, we're going with uh, the Bears comeback win uh, you hear. So the games we left out, the Vikings game, which we talked about, the Packers win, and then the Chargers win uh, – at least those last two are good ones to leave out. The Packers win was about as, man, I mean, I guess it started the five-game win streak. Yeah. But after that game, it didn't feel any different. No. Uh, and then the Chargers win in week 17. Jared Stidham was your quarterback, and you won 16-9 mm-hmm. after you were essentially eliminated from the playoffs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, you were eliminated from the playoffs right after that. Okay, great. Yeah. So, yeah, there's our top five. And that is our show today. This was a blast. Thanks so much for rolling with us today. We'll be back tomorrow. (laughs) Mock draft season is here. And we're breaking down the mock drafts. And I got to say, an early look at these mock drafts, I'm shocked at what's going on. We're going to break them down. We're going to break down the players, break down what it means for the Broncos tomorrow, 11 a.m. Thanks for rolling with us. Have a terrific Tuesday.
flying cat. 